This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Welcome to episode three of the Wombles had a dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch uh, and later on we'll be discussing Plough Lane, uh, everything that went on with regards to Saturday and Tuesday at our thoughts and uh, I'll be joined by Danny Baker and Andrew Harding. Uh, but first off, we'd like to offer our condolences to Jack Lonergan's family uh, and his friends uh, on the sad news that unfortunately that he passed away on Saturday. I'd also like to offer my condolences to Paddy Sweeney, who unfortunately his wife uh, passed away a couple of days ago. So we'd like to wish our condolences uh, to both their friends and family. Okay, so if we move on, uh, and as I said, we'll be discussing Plough Lane uh, and my guests tonight are Danny Baker and Andrew Hardin. How are we boys? You okay? Yeah, yeah, really good. Thanks. Yeah, just uh, still coming off cloud nine after, you know, starts we've had to the season. Cloud lane, fantastic. I know we're going to get to it, but uh, buzzing. Buzzing. I only managed to do Tuesday, but wow. Such a buzz going to that game. Yeah, I'm, as I think Andrew put it, I'm still on cloud nine now. I'm absolutely, I didn't think it would get to me that much how good it was. I, I, I was standing, I've been Saturday and Tuesday, which I've been lucky enough. I weren't meant to be going to any games in August. Uh, and then I kind of twisted my missus arm to allow me to go to them. You know, Have you got don't... a book, Lee? I, I need to buy it, I think, about how to twist things around your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you, copy, mate. When you look like this and you've got the charm of me, Danny, you can get away with it. Well, mate, mate. I'm, I've I mean? got the charm. I'll never get the look like. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not everyone can look like this. But yeah, I, and I was standing there on Tuesday a few, few moments and I just, I was looking across the pitch and I just thought, this is a dream. And my dream, yeah. like the pitch is just, it's like watching live TV. Like it's so, it's hard to, it's 4K HD TV right in front of me. The lights, everything was just amazing. It's just such a good state, especially under the lights and stuff. And it's such a good stadium. Like I'm not a big fan of Adrian Durham because like he, he turned coated again and he's, he's supporting us now after last year he wasn't. And he said it's a work of art, the stadium. And it is just beautiful. It's just a beautiful stadium. Uh, where were you boys? Where boys are you stood and, and standing and stuff? Where were you? I'm behind the goal. Um, so I'm behind the home end. Well, I think it's, I think it's called the South Sand. Just to the right of the goal. And it's great because it was sort of, when I, it was nice because I, I couldn't go on Saturday. Dad was isolated and I didn't want to start. I, I kind of, I think I said to you, I, I wanted to, I started the journey with my dad at Flower Lane and I wanted to, I wanted to kind of end the circle and, and get to the next chapter. So I was like, I'm not going without, without dad, having gone to God knows how many places, but to go and actually be there, it was just great because we kind of booked it and all of our friends were next to us and the guys from Kings Meadow were there. Love the safe standing as well. That's kind of sneaked in, but loved it. Really felt part of it and just to go and sit down before the game and see the ground was just yeah me and my dad you know have a little look at your dad and he was like this is incredible like he it it totally blew my expectations of course we'll come to bits and bobs that we can we'll make it which will take time but just thinking about thinking that journey all the sit-ins the Norway the Ireland the Milton Keynes starting again just a whole lot and then you just saw it and thought wow absolutely incredible Absolutely incredible. Yeah, I don't know how to follow that. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it was. Um, 
I mean, I was sitting in the, I, I was in hospitality in what's called the Gold Lounge. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Um, I actually come in from Hertfordshire. That's where I live. So it's a bit of a journey for me to get to the game. But, you know, instantly arriving at Wimbledon Station, seeing a lot of blue and yellow around the town. And it'd be amazing if the club can kind of carry that theme through a little bit. You know, I felt like the supporters were very blue and yellow. I don't know if that was just part of the kind of romance of the day. You know, you were thinking about that. But walking down, you know, um, Gap Road, down to the Plough Lane, it was just... Yeah, I mean, it was what you dreamed of literally for 30 years. And I, I suppose, you know, you obviously sing the song, you know, Show Me The Way To Palau Lane. But deep, deep down, I'm not convinced whether I really, really believed it. It was just kind of like that pipe dream, you know, in some... Totally respect. agree. Totally and, agree with that. Yeah. And, and then, you know, for it to actually be a reality and actually, you know, for us to walk into a stadium that we can be really proud of, like you say, the pitch is unbelievable... The, the stadium is fantastic. I think one of the things I find really exciting about it is that it's not the finished article yet in terms of, you know, if we do progress, you know, we can, I was chatting to Joe a few months ago and he was saying basically the stadium would, you know, the bit that's in the corner, that's the way the stadium has to be built in that fashion. So it has to go, whatever that is, West Stand, South Stand, East Stand, North Stand, and essentially that's how it gets completed. So you could just imagine like, you know, in whatever it is, 10, 15, 20 years, you know, we, the finished article could be so unreal. And, but having said that, you know, what we've got right now is just unbelievable. It was just, it was the best day I've ever had watching football. Um, you know, if you think about Manchester and Wembley versus Plymouth, they were, they were great days, but you know, I've, I think people think I'm kind of like hamming up a little bit, but it was the best day I've ever had watching a football game. And um, yeah, it was really, really emotional. And um yeah, special and great seeing so many people again after COVID. I think that made it really special again. And yeah, anyhow, yeah, yeah, it was unreal. I totally agree with what you said there, Andrew. I've, I've been, I went Manchester, I've been to uh, Wembley, and I, I took my boy on Saturday. And we're in the East Stands, so we're right by the screens, we're right by where it gets a little bit ruckus at the moment, uh, with the way fans and uh, back and to and back and to. And it's brilliant because there's an atmosphere now across the whole stadium as well. Yeah, and that's why a lot of us chose to stand there. Because we want an atmosphere through the whole stadium. So on Saturday and Tuesday, on Tuesday it was brilliant. Everyone was singing. But I'm like, yeah, I on Saturday I chose to go to Ellsfield and then we drunk through Ellsfield, went to uh, Leather Bottle and a few other places in Ellsfield. And it was just brilliant seeing the blue and yellow and everyone's everyone was just smiling. Everyone was just so happy to be back. Mm. One, being back to watch football live. And two, to be going play like and it, it, I think it was the best day I've had watching football. And he... I lived in Wimbledon for 10 years. I lived in Florence Road, which is just off Hayden's Road. Yeah. And he he went to school at Garfield. He went to primary school at Garfield, which is just getting down the road from Plough Lane. And, and it just meant so much. I could see it, what it meant to him as well to be back in Wimbledon. And he's now moved, unfortunately, up to Leicester. Uh, but he he just loved it. And he got, he got every... And everyone was just so happy to be back at Plough Lane. It was just brilliant. And then... Yeah, it's hard to, it's so hard to explain because it was so it was so good to be back and uh, yeah yeah I, I just I, I don't want to go on another away game. All I want to do is watch football at Plough Lane. Yeah, that's what I do. Well, and left the, left the game thinking right. I'll go, I'll, I'll go tomorrow. We'll we go back tomorrow. We got three weeks yeah. now till we go back to Plough Lane. I think it's three games until we're back there, and it's just like no, I want to be back next weekend. And uh, I was a little bit I was getting a bit detached from football last season with the whole COVID stuff, watching it on TV. Yeah, Especially before Robbo come in, obviously we had it wasn't exactly great on the pitch, but now Robbo's given us this team that is brilliant. They are putting a hundred percent in. I can't fault maybe no, soccer on Tuesday, but other than that, has been harsh. I can't fault any players. Where last year I could pick bones in every single formation or every single team. Saturday and Tuesday I couldn't fault even though it, Robbo. That's a lot of it though, Lee. That's a lot of the power lane vibe. Is the fact that. And again, having not been at, been at a game properly for a couple of years, but I, I felt like I could identify with the boys that were on the pitch. Yeah, like, definitely. They seemed to run their, their asses off. They were they were putting tackles in. You were right, Lee, about Marsh. I was I fell in love with him on, on Tuesday. I thought he was absolutely fantastic. But they just seemed to be a group of guys that we could actually identify with. Quite young, quite hungry. Not We haven't got a lot of money, but we've got a great camaraderie, great team spirit. I, it, just, it just felt... All of that put together, it wasn't a case of having one of those teams where like, I don't recognise these or this was an abject performance. Pace, energy, fight, lacked quality at times. But in general, I, it, it just that married up with the ground made it such a special occasion to get in. And the crowd was jumping. It was, it was loud as hell. 
fantastic. That's pretty much what everyone's saying. Like you look at the Palmer goal and his <laughs> celebration. His celebration was like, I'm getting in with the fans. You know I mean? yeah. Bosh, that he went straight in and it was mental. You know what I mean? And it was like no one cared. It was like, yeah, that is what it should be. And we've got a manager now who actually get like he, he's always had it, he's always got it. But he's putting that across to the players. So every time they go on that pitch, they get what it means. Like he was not happy against Bolton, where we were all ecstatic yeah. because we'd been totally. our lane. And I was happy to go through. I thought we could have gone and won that game. But he was not happy with the way we played the game. And I think that's brilliant. That's how we should, everyone should be pretty much in life. We should always want more. And I think we'll go on to stuff regarding the improvements that maybe it will improve at Plough Lane. Some of the stuff will go on later. But that's what we, we can't just be, this is Plough Lane now. This is where we are. This is what we, we, we've done it. This is it. We're finished. The story's finished. No, story's not finished. We are. It's a crucial year, mate. It is a crucial year. Massive year. I mean, it's great having the stadium and we all know it's it's fantastic, but you know, those the last two games, there won't be many people who are. We've got guys next to us who were who were blatantly Chelsea fans. They were talking about they were talking Chelsea, they were Chelsea, and they watched the game and they were completely in it. And to have a group of guys playing and the, and the football to be crap or not to be engaging, you, you, it, it's such a massive year. You get them early doors and they'll stay. And it was just yeah, it was a massive, massive year. Not just play a lane, but staying in that league, playing some decent football. Potentially keeping hold of some of the better <laughs> players. I mean, Asal was a monster. Yesterday. Oh, mate, that guy. Absolutely. Monster. When does the transfer window close? Because, I mean, mate, there's a lot of people that are talking about him already. Well, if they, someone wants to come in. Gigs, like a bit of aggro, a bit of edge. I know people had a bit of a pop yesterday about him kicking the ball away. I mean, I don't buy that. I, he, he shouldn't have done it, but I don't think it made a difference in the result. They just got a lucky goal and, and we'll move yeah. on. But he was absolutely. I, I don't know what it was like Saturday, but Tuesday he was mental. Mate, I, without him, I think we struggle really at the moment. I really, I do think he it's, just it's gives us that energy. That bloke, it's everywhere. He pops on the left, he pops on the right. He's a, he's running, tracking back. He's breaking forward. Palmer gets it. He's running past. Bloke's yeah, it's bad. Do you, do, you think, do you think he'll be our first ever million pound? Definitely. Oh, plus, 100%. plus, hundred percent. I think he's definitely going to be the first one. I think Radoni's good, but he would be the only one right now that I think could could go into the championship and potentially play. I think the yeah. rest of them could be in the squad, but I, he was the one. You, you've both heard the story, haven't you, about when he went on loan, didn't you? And you've heard, the, he went on loan to Met Police, he came back, done really well. So they wanted to put him up another leg, like go up another level. You know, you go to say, Ryan yeah. Prem, then you go South Conference, conference yeah. right? So he went to Billericay with Jamie O'Hara. All right. Oh, yeah. He played one game under Jamie O'Hara and Jamie O'Hara sent him back and said, he's too small, he's never going to be good enough, he's not going to make it. He came really? back. Robbo got manager's job. He came back. Robbo become manager of women or head coach. Put him straight in. He scored what nine goals in eleven games now. Eight goals in eleven games now. Yeah, it was on Talk Sport the other week as well. They were giving Jamie O'Hara so much sticks, and well, this is why I mean, you're I'm, really, I'm really, really hesitant to big up too many players because I, I, and he's so young, and you think, do you know what? He's had that purple period, but he was so good yesterday. Like just popping up everywhere and and the fact that he he likes a goal and he loves a free kick and he I just I couldn't and he's an attacking player and the market value for attacking players is higher I just yeah I think I think I'd be amazed if he's with us to the end of the year maybe one more year after that it, it would be an absolute certainty for a million bear in mind the market as well we're not right. talking about mate what contract is has he got three years I, 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 I think so. We've got him on a contract this summer, yeah. didn't we? So uh, if I'm, I, I can't. It's got to be for a year. It's got to be for what yeah, he's showing. I'd be amazed if he sees the season out for us because there's really? just so many people talking about him. I, I just think January, I could see you know someone taking a big chance on him because the one thing that he's proven is that he doesn't get muscled at this level. Right. And if you don't, and generally speaking. You know, that's the thing that would put most people off. So once they'll see him play games, and that's the first thing opposition are going to think, they're going to think, let's, let's you know, frankly, he looks like a under 16, doesn't he? Like physically, but crap, he just punches above his weight. It's, it's madness. Like, I'd love to see him in the gym. He takes two men. He always takes yeah. two with him. When yeah. he's got the ball, there's two on him, and he'll breeze, breeze past one. On Tuesday, he got the ball down the wing, he went past one, and then I was like, oh, okay. He, I thought he'd lose the ball. He checked back and played it. I was like, geez, he's just taking two up. You know what yeah. I love about him as well is where we're putting him in that position where he's just free agent. He can yeah. roam where he wants, and they, they can't they can't mark him. No. They can't mark him. He brings players out, and he and and he was yeah he's been immense. But he was one of the good players. But I mean he were he 
if he someone wants to... that game of football, I thought yesterday, I thought he was, I thought he was exceptional. If someone wants to buy him, then they can give us thirty million. Then yeah, <laughs> play for the stadium, SL, and uh, yeah, yeah. the best. But Andrew, I wanted to ask you a question. You had a, and he was worth with you on Saturday. Yeah, Woody. Yeah, Woody came uh, to the gate. I, I texted Woody. For, I'd, I had a spare ticket. A friend of mine uh, had to go actually to the matchroom boxing event, so uh, so he, he went up to that. So I had a spare ticket. I just texted Woody. I said, Woody, you're not. He's playing out in Ireland. Ireland, isn't he? Yeah, I read that. Yeah. Planet Planet Waterford, and he said, "You know what? I've come back to see the kids. I'm free. I was going to go and watch Mitch Pinnock at um, Northampton, yeah. but if you've got a ticket, I'm there." So yeah, he was there in a heartbeat, and uh, yeah, he absolutely loved it. He was. I'm I, getting on. Is he all right? He was. I loved him. I thought yeah. he was brilliant. I love him. Is he all right? Yeah, he looks. Yeah, he, do you know what? He looks really fit and healthy. He said he's 32. Always blows me away how big he is. He's like six foot three. He's an absolute. You know, physically, he's like, you know, he's, he's a mad mountain. But, yeah, it's just such a shame. It kind of like, you know, I think he struggled to get a deal after he left us. And then he ended up at Barnet. And yeah. Barnet were in free fall. Um, and, then, and then I think you just sort of get on the wrong side of it momentum-wise. And then he's ended up going out to, to Waterford probably to get some fitness in. And then, you know, maybe come back and play conference you know they're, they're paying some decent salaries at that level so or, you know or maybe he might nick a league two team but um you think yeah he's a Wimbledon fan he loves it absolutely loves it you look at us we, we've gone for our young and hungry now and I think a lot of teams yeah. are going down that route now instead of the, 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 the experienced pros which I think would Wordsworth still make I think he's brilliant I always said when he was at South End he was the one player I wanted us to sign because he had that bit of attitude that we liked he was yeah. a typical Wimbledon player and he, he yeah, he loved it, and uh, I loved him playing for us. Uh, but yeah, he's probably and he's suspended at the moment. He's been sent off twice since he's been out. Twitter, he's, I don't find him on Twitter. He's been sent off two like ridiculous, yeah, like, I saw like one of them. bizarre. Like yeah, I saw one of them on the telly. I was like, that is absolutely bonkers. Yeah, diabolical. But it was just, but yeah, it was such a buzz because he just like as soon as I said, "Do you want to come?" He's like, "Right, that's it. I'm sacking off Northampton. I'm coming to play lane." And he was just like buzzing from you know. Grin from ear to ear, like all days. Like, oh, it's amazing! I can't wait to come back, bring the boys. Uh, you know, he's got two boys, so he's just like, yeah, this is just this is heaven for me. So, that's, yeah, sure. That's what's made it for me seeing ex players go down there. I know Cherry Brown was down there on Saturday. Yeah, I was with Ben Thatcher as well. Uh, I played a bit of golf with Thatch, so Thatch came down and he he loved it. Um, he's a massive Mark Robinson fan, like loves Robbo. I think the best thing we've ever done is signed because he knew a little what's bit about doing? What's Thatcher doing? What's he up to? Uh, he's a football agent. So, uh, yeah, he works for, um, what are they called? MC Saatchi, I think they're called. Saatchi. Okay. Yeah, so, um, but he, yeah, he's just a massive Robbo fan because he believes that Wimbledon have got to find an edge. And, you know, with, with Robbo, you're going to get that edge because he's going to think outside the box. He's going to get NSL and not think how normal football people think, which is, that's not a bad thing, but they look at us like Jamie, Jamie O'Hara is, you know, played academy football, played, you know, Prem and all that, sees a sale and says, kid's got no chance. And that was in, what a brain tree, Conference South maybe, or Conference, I don't know. Conference South. Conference South. All of a sudden, Robbo's in League One. He's like, yeah, I'll chuck him in, which is like, <laughs> you can imagine like, Jamie O'Hara's probably seen that team sheet and look, Jamie Hara will know loads about football. Clearly, he's played his whole life. He's a pro. He's not, you know, and but that's Robbo's mindset. He's just thinking, no, I'm ripping up the rule book, and it's um, and it's refreshing. And I think also what it does, um, I think the players respond off that because I think a lot of these coaches have got the same playbook. They're all like, you know, they've all gone to like, you know, the, the whereas. I read something. Um, you mean about the substitutes thing today? Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah interesting that. Yeah, have you read yeah, that yeah, yeah, no, I did read it. I just, I just find it fascinating. I find Robbo absolutely fascinating. I said last week he's kind of a bit tongue in cheek. He's kind of like David Brent kind of style, but obviously a bit. What you think he's going to come out with a guitar and stuff? But he just thinks so out of the box that mere mortals like us are like, what is he talking about? But yeah, it works. Do you know what I mean? He reminds like, me a lot of um, Dave. Have you read much about Dave Browsford, just a cycling guy, British cycling? Yes, he, 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 he did. He did Team Skyly, and what he was saying was about the Tour de France. He said he was all about marginal gains, so he just did stuff like check their sleep and got on the best mattress, so they got the best recovery. And he just yeah. he literally just took everything and said. I want every tiny little detail in my favour. And that's going to give us a 5% advantage, which will win us the Tour de France. And stuff, just those little marginal gains. Yeah. And again, it could, personally, it sounds 
I'm quite forward thinking and quite open to stuff. I like the set piece coach and the and the sports analyst. <coughs> the subs coach sounds a bit wacky, but Danny, you know what? If he likes it and he's happy with it, go with it. That in cycling, it's just who, who can get the best drug dealer in it, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If that was the case, mate. Where I live, I'll be sorted. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell, tell you another thing about Robert. Just quickly, while I'm on that, there was a guy at the football on Saturday called Jonathan Douglas. I don't know if you remember him. He played for yeah. uh, well. Brentford. So he is Presley's agent, and he was saying to me that there were tons of clubs in for Presley, so they had their choice of choosing the best option, and he was just like, Robbo knocked our socks off. Like He goes, if before I met Robbo, Wimbledon would have been the last team that I'd have gone for out of the, the list that I had, and by the time I'd met everyone, it was, it was number one on that list, and he said, you know, he thinks he, this, you know, this guy's going to be really, really good. Um, but it's again, it's an example of what you know he can attract because he's he's not afraid to kind of do the presentation, the background work, and all that. So yeah, it's exciting times. I, I think that's the difference this season. We're seeing that Robbo will put in the, the, the long the long yards. You know I mean, he will put the hard graft in to get players that he wants. And we got pretty much our number one targets this year. And I, I think again, going Plough Lane is such a draw now for us is that we can bring people in and go, this is the stadium you're going to be playing at. This is where your parents... I said it on the previous podcast. You take parents and fans and family to uh, King's Meadow and go, this is where you're sitting. They're like, oh, great. It's like four rows in the President's Lounge. Do you know what I mean? Or a little bar where now you take them to King's Meadow and you've got hospitality suites. You've got soft, nice seats. You've got a brilliant stadium and it's just will uplift us even better. Going on back to Plough Lane... uh, Really, is has anyone experienced the fan zone yet? Because I had two experiences totally different. Saturday was amazing. I got there and I was blown away. I was like, This is yeah. nuts. Donna kebab, pizza, gnocchi with cheese on it. I don't eat gnocchi with cheese. I just thought I didn't even know what a gnocchi was. I thought it was like some kind of French dish at first. I was like, What the hell is that? It's beautiful though. Uh, and you just got everything you wanted. And I was like, This is going to be the nuts. But then on Tuesday, there was three vans there, and the queues were just at like just it crazy. Tuesday, it was yeah. just crazy. How many? Days. How many was the difference between uh, Saturday, Tuesday in terms of the vans or food outlets? I think there was ten on Saturday. Oh, really? There was three. I think there was they had like a three on Tuesday. Shop, a Jamaican shop and had like a chip shop. And me and my dad thought it was weird because we had to go round the corner to get like a pie. Dad wanted like a pie and chips or whatever, and they didn't sell chips. So where the pies were, so you had to go from the pie place to the chip. Place. Oh nightmare. It just seemed like a, and again, it was it. It, it didn't affect us because we didn't know any. We didn't know any different. But I'd be interested to know whether long term they're going to have more of the sort of the vans and also yeah. But it, I mean, the food was fine. But it was just like you said, if you didn't get there an hour early and sit in a queue, you you won't get into it. See that that van zone is such a big opportunity for us as well because it is amazing because we we know Ellsfield and all that area around there is very expensive to drink in. It's six pounds seventy for a drink in the leather bottle, and it's like fifteen pound for burger and chips. It is quality, but one of my mates said he'd rather pay the six pound seventy out of a pure pint glass with the ambience of the pub than go to the ground and pay four pound fifty for a pint because it's plastic. You're yeah. waiting. You're queuing for ages just to get a pint. On Tuesday at half time, they wouldn't serve the alcohol until half past eight. So they had everyone queuing, and they went, "We're not serving till half eight. And then they opened up the shutters and started serving. We By got that in the queue. We got in yeah. the queue. Me and my lot to have a beer, and they queued the whole of half time. Got literally had the game restarted. They were like, "No more beer. No more food. They were done." Yeah, and the entire of the half time. I mean, it's all TV issues, as we've said, but it was it like. Yeah, it, it was very, it was a shame. It was, a, that was yeah. And this is what I mean. This is such a big opportunity for us to get people in early, get people socialising. Because that's what it, we cut, like, we, me and my boy, I said, we're not eating before the game. We'll go to the ground. And I, I really fancy a kebab. Like, you, what do you want? And he was like, yeah, I have this and that. And we got there, we were like, oh. And then we queued for 55 minutes, missed five minutes of the game. Well, he didn't. He went and watched it while I stood in the queue. And then, then we had to eat while the game was going on, which I don't like. I don't like doing that because I like. Do you know what I mean? Can you imagine just going up to your seat and then someone we score and everyone goes minimum, and then I'll just spend an hour queuing for chips yeah. all over the floor. Do you know yeah, what I mean? The fish and chip prices were absolutely spot on as well. Seven pound for a big bit of fish and chips, and five pound for a battered sausage and chips, which that's I think good. spot that's on right. for football. Yeah, it's absolutely right. spot yeah for Southwest London as well. That's that's cheap, isn't it? But I think the club need to do a little bit more with regards to advertising. We didn't. I didn't even have a clue Saturday what was going to be available. I just turned up and it was like, oh, 
to advertise it better so people yeah it was a bit weird that wasn't it because it seemed to blow a lot of people away there was so much there um whereas i didn't see any of it on the social media outlets that we were going to have a like you say a kebab fish and chips and you know italian this sort of stuff yeah i felt like that that would have encouraged people to get there earlier and you know yeah get more involved and i I spoke to the fish and chips guys and they said that on saturday they only took 10 percent of what they did on the tuesday oh really because oh, wow. there was so much and i think people were like we we got in about i know i saw you about 10 past one and you but we didn't get the grand till about two but by that time everyone was just having drink because they would already eaten they'd eaten at the pub yeah. or they got i know a few people went to the cafe and had breakfast a big breakfast then went football but i know tuesday everyone was so excited to get down there and eat loads of stuff but i said it is teething problems these things will improve but it was just such a down downer from saturday to yeah. Tuesday for me going in there and uh what was the food like in the hospitality, Andrew? What was it? Um, so in the gold lounge, they had so if I, my two experience, my dad's in the silver lounge, and he said it was you know really good. They got people to go up um, uh, table by table, and it was a sort of proper plated like carvery type, similar to uh, what it was at King's Meadow, in, in you know what was defined there as the hospitality. Um, and he said it was you know it was above average. He said it would probably get a bit boring if it was a carver every time um so they probably need to mix that up but he said it was decent in the gold lounge it was a bit of teething around the food coming out because it's supposed to be bowl food so it was like a little bowl with like chili and rice in it and all that sort of stuff um and the way it was just sort of brought out it kind of just didn't really flow particularly well so that was a kind of teething problem having said that where you're sort of situated in the gold lounge is kind of like glass fronted and you've got this incredible view over the pitch so it was for the first game, we were just sort of like wowed by the whole like yeah. watching players warming up. In fairness, I could have missed the food walking past me because it was just sort of there open mouthed. Um, there's a small bar in there with like Stella on tap and Camden Hells on tap, which was you know being served pretty quickly. There was it was it was interesting. <laughs> the landlord of um, the Alex uh, the Alexandra Mick, I've got to give him a massive shout out because. He just there were sort of three young lads who clearly hadn't probably poured pints that much in the past. And they were they were clearly like by the I'm pretty sure the last time that a football match was on live, they would have been under eighteen, like they were that young. So Mick from the Alex was showing them how to pour a pint and he was there going, Lads, listen, let me help you there, you know, and they were oh cheers, mate. So that was pretty cool. So then, you know, the pints were coming out pretty quickly and um, you know, it was good. A, a, a couple of mates of mine, um, uh, had Colin from Kemplow had a, uh, a box and so I went in the box saw that it was a nice setup it was decent um, so yeah it was good I mean I actually spoke to Ivor about it today because I think he was sort of doing the calls and um, I don't know if he'd seen like the tweet you'd put out that um, you know I was going to be on this show so maybe he wanted to sort of okay. you know <laughs> like, clever, man, clever man yeah um, but yeah I've just said to me that he felt like It'd probably be, you know, December time when they would have really ironed out that hospitality and got it smooth. I mean, I don't know if they were all around the ground, but one of the things I saw in the box had these little pies with the AFC Wimbledon logo on it, I don't know if, which I just thought was like ridiculously cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was re- like first attempt. Listen, the club's got a very small administrative team, you know, and they've got a big state, big new stadium. It's going to be, there is going to be massive teething problems. Um, but having said that, I think once they get into the flow of things and they start making money out of the event space there, that's where they can recruit more people. They can start talking about, I feel what I'd like there to be is some continuity at every game that, you know, there's going to be fish and chips. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Do you know what I mean? And that was a feedback I gave either today. I just said, because if you guys are going with, you know, your dad or your, or your son, and and you just you love the fish and chips i mean that's i, I didn't know that was the pricing i mean that's that's ridiculous for you know for, if in southwest london fish and chips and sausage and chips you're going to eat at the ground aren't you oh that's that, that's the thing danny was saying about the chip thing the chip thing was like a fiver for just chips i know you get a large amount but the fish and chip fan were doing fiver for sausage and chips so yeah. I, at least I said to my boy well we're having sausage and chips because i know you're going to eat it but yeah it, it is, I don't want to sound like we're having a go. It is just small, just to make it better. Because the club need to know that what worked. As I said, on Saturday when we turned up, seeing 10 bands, I thought brilliant. 
but they didn't then advertise it that Tuesday there would only be three bands. I don't even know if they knew who would be turning up or if it's just on a base that they'll just turn up on a Saturday. They pay for a, a pitch, so to speak, and then they yeah. try and make money. Because on a Saturday, you know what I mean? It's, it's a hard, it's I a hard one. as well. Like Andy said, I think, I mean, it, December, I think that's fair. For me, I, I was, I, I'm not as, I'm not a drinker or anything like that. So that's not, I, the thing I was a bit more hoping for was that it'd be a bit more Wimbledon-y when you're in there. Because when you, from the moment you walk in that fan zone, there's not even a badge up. And, and you saw program sellers. When you're in the ground, it's great. But yeah. the signposting, just having the Don swing. I know when Chris was on with me last time, it was talking about like a, doing like a, a long line with different pitches. I think they're the easy kind of wins that in a fortnight's time or in a month's time, what I would like to have seen is a slightly better version of the queuing system and to see some proper visuals. That would, for me, would be a great little step forward so that people go oh okay they've got the theming sorted out i think i think the food will sort itself out a lot of them are are minor adjustments and and it's just it's great as well by the way to hear ivan ringing up people and saying what do you think getting that feedback i think is absolutely it, i think it's crucial yeah 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 definitely i'd love yeah i'd love, I'd love the, the, the in stadium branding is definitely something that needs to be sorted and i think that's you know in terms of i wonder if there's something that fans could do yeah. like you know as a sponsorship package and you get a little you know this was you know you got you know your dad and fans you mural or something would be yeah awesome exactly and you there's a big picture up that would be awesome yeah massive picture of like dave besson lifting the cup and that or whatever special to you as an individual if it was a, the game at sandhurst or or wembley against plymouth that you could sponsor that and then, and then essentially for the club it could be a money generator and that that that, that pitch is always going to be there and that's your little like i donated that back in 50 quid you would i would comfortably take get a picture of me and my dad standing there with in the background when we won the playoffs or whatever yeah. and you'd have it there and you can walk around and i think that's a super idea and i think yeah. for a short-term fix before you do anything infographic with it i think that's a great shout yeah, yeah I, I tell you again I, I go back to your point regarding Ivory. I mean, I've been speaking to Luke McKenzie over text and he was saying like what did you think and blah 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 and, and I do like the fact that they do they are taking feedback on board because yeah, I said with what I said with guys with Robbo earlier saying that we won't always want to be the best we always got to improve I think that's the same with off the pitch 100% you know like with the ticketing and stuff like that I saw some things on Saturday with regards to tickets I saw them actually written out on pieces of paper and that was your match day ticket to get in, which is it's laughable. But I think everyone's just been like, usually everyone be going mad. But I think because it's plow lane, first game of the season, we allow it. And I, I, I love that idea. Like maybe like, not like a brick. You know, a lot of clubs do that, don't they? Like, yeah. But I love that fact we could do a big picture of the the Wembley Dave Besson picking up the thing, but made of our faces. Yeah. yeah. Giant, yeah. And then just do that on the back wall and stuff like that. But. As I said, with regards to the food, again, I, I just think 10 was too much on Saturday and three weren't enough on Tuesday. Yeah. So they, it's just I finding that middle ground of what we need and then telling people, I think just, I know everyone's so, as you said, Andrew, with regards to the admin team, there were, there were tickets and issues like that. So maybe that was left, but tell people what's going to be available because then that way people can plan. And I said, yeah. I think that we were planning to get into the ground like at six o'clock when it opened. And that's mad. I would never got to King's Meadow. <laughs> but that fan zone to me can be something really, really special. I think people can get in there, socialise. Yeah. I don't know if TVs will work in there. I don't know if we can get TVs up. Mm. It'd be difficult, it? wouldn't it? What was yeah. the problem? Like? I, mean, I walked past it and just had a sort of look. What was your feedback from that? I, I haven't been in I didn't go to the pub, unfortunately, but I've seen pictures of it. And again, it we looks... Yeah, it looked look cute. It looked it look decent. Uh, again... Yeah. I think from what we saw, I think pub is a loose word for it, but it, it, it was cute. Yeah. It was cute and calm and it looked looked decent. It, it just wasn't. Yeah. I think, I think again, one of the big things, and we talk a lot about it, but as a club, we have to manage our expectations quite. Yeah. So I think if you're expecting to walk in to be one of the pubs on the way down, it's not going to be that. But for what, what we are wanting, I think, I think it's good. The one, the one thing I would say is before Plow Lane, I was struggling with the visualization and, and I hate the word potential because it means everything and nothing. But seeing it, you can definitely see the potential in that place. You can definitely see us getting more fans there. Actually, the experience of watching the game was so much better than I was expecting. The pitch is outstanding. And yes, general vibe in the place. I don't think there was a single person who went yesterday who was not wanting to go back. I'll be interested. I don't know when the Broncos start, 
But I'd be fascinated to see how many of those guys would want to go and watch rugby league. I would be quite interested to go and pop down and watch one. Potential's there. I was just about to say that we've got Broncos coming in. I, I'm not a big rugby fan, but I, I'm willing to go watch rugby league in the summer and drink and have beers. And the pub and that fan zone, that's going to be all year round soon. We'll be able to have that open all year round for people just on a Tuesday night or say Wednesday when women ain't playing to go in there and drink. So that's why I was saying about the TVs and stuff, because you want to go yeah. in there and maybe watch a game, watch the Champions League on a Wednesday, Tuesday, women are playing away and have a game on there on a Tuesday, do you know what I mean? Well, isn't, the, isn't the Qatar World Cup next December? Like, yes. can you imagine if we, yeah. The you know, imagine... for me has got music festival written all over it, and yeah. beer festivals, like they do to the Palace, where they've got loads of beers, live band. It's got that, you've got so much room. Yeah. It's got that well, screaming out for me. Look at, yeah. look at the, we had, how many food trucks there on the other day? You could do a food festival, beer festival, as you just said. You could watch the uh, World Cup in there. I, I think, uh, hopefully, the plan is to make it more like a box park kind of yeah, yeah, exactly. place that you have places to sit. And it's socialising. So people come there to socialise, but they're spending their money at our club and not spending it at a pub at the road. It's got a huge right? potential. Huge. It is, um, it is mm. such an amazing thing to do the state as i said the stadium is unreal but i've not been to the ground have you you two have you been inside the ground previously i'm guessing you have andrew yeah i, I um yeah I'd, I'd been a couple of times and it was um i was actually showing my son a few pictures earlier um because i was explaining what i was doing tonight on this podcast and um yeah it was i was looking at some pictures from august last year um and it's just yeah it's ridiculous. mental yeah, and and and, to, and then and then to see what it looks like now, it's nuts because obviously there wasn't a pitch. There was a kind of the main stand, and then there was a little bit of the south stand, and it just looked, you know, it's clearly a building site. Um, so yeah, where it's gone from um, to where it is now is yeah, it's phenomenal. But it's just all the little touches, like we've got a proper. Um, director's box now you know where we can you know the london mayor was there on saturday you know we you can we can entertain people like that um just elevates the club gets people thinking about it um you know I, I think now you know these like celebrity matches that you have like post season parades and that sort of stuff yeah yeah the, the, you know because we're, we're in wimbledon london sw19 i could see them being sellouts at uh plow lane um, we, we were contacted by a Wimbledon fan, uh, Gaurav Singhvi, I, I hope I pronounced that right, and he contacted us regarding pushing the club to maybe get in England under-21 friendlies or getting the England ladies team to come and play at Plough Lane now. We have the facilities to do it. Yeah, and, definitely. And then opening it up for that and maybe the FA Cup ladies finals and stuff like that could be played at Plough Lane because it is, we have that fan zone, we have the pitch, we have the facilities now to be able to open it up and it is going to be used as a, a community stadium. Have you seen, I don't know if you two have seen, have you seen the little five-a-side pit or the little pitch that's been yes, built as well? Yeah. That blew yeah. my mind when I saw that the other day. Twitter, yeah. Where yeah. is that in relation to the ground? It's at the away end behind, if you look from where you're sitting, yeah. uh, Lee, so you, to the left-hand side, so it's the far left-hand corner. It's like but, little things like that just blow my mind that we've got yeah. things like that and, uh, the big one for me on Saturdays, I've not been to the stadium at all. I hadn't seen it. And then, uh, so I, me and my boy came around and you would not know there was a football ground there if you, because you can't see floodlights, you can't see anything. It's really weird. It's quite like Gillian and fans on Tuesday were like, where's the ground? Like, and all this, you don't, there's all these flats. And then, but as you come around and you see that AFC Wounded badge on the main stand, mm. kind of gives you chills. And then the club shop is just brilliant now instead of a little, what is it, garage that we used to have at King's Meadow. You go into a proper club shop with loads of gear in it now. We've got so much stuff that we never used to oh, have, which is brilliant. Like, I just I want an AFC Wimbledon duck. That's all I want them to do is the I'd AFC I'd be fascinated Wimbledon. to see when we get maybe later on in the year to find to speak to a, a local business and to see what the impact financially Wimbledon coming to Player Lane has made, particularly on the shops on Havens Road. Just to see, has it made an impact? Are you bothered? Do you care? You see loads of residents going, it's lovely to hear it, blah, 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 blah. I'd be fascinated to know. We, we went into a pub near Ellsfield called the Charterhouse. Is it the Charterhouse? Something like that. It's around the back streets. Okay. Uh, and one of the residents moaned to the landlord really? about the noise. I think someone dropped a glass and a glass smashed. Not nothing bad. It was just an accident. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, we were outside the pub and stuff. And... Uh, Landlord said to her, I don't really care what the residents say. I, I've made a week's 
takings in one in literally three hours. I think he said all really one awesome. Yeah, that's what they were doing there. Man, we were wow. in, and they, they the same on Tuesday. Leather bottles round on Tuesday. They would have had about twenty people in there normally on a Tuesday, having a little bit of like, avocado. And there's <laughs> five hundred Wimbledon fans Please drinking love beer with avocado. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you the place that fascinates me. What's the corner pin like? That looks. It's a bit rough for me. I haven't been in there yet. I know. Yeah, not, okay. Yeah. But I haven't been had the chance because I've been with my boy. It, I just think it's quite on to, on Saturday. It was absolutely manic in there, so we couldn't get in. Right. Uh, Tuesdays I mean, was... there was less people in there, but I just love the leather bottle. I think the leather bottle is just such a great pub. Oh, it's unbelievable! I couldn't believe it. I went in there for the first time in a um, few months ago. I just it blew me away. I thought, you know, this is like this is basically like the dog and fox, but in Ellsfield, but yeah, but on steroids. Um, yeah, it's yeah, what a place that is, yeah. Because the corner, as I said, I know loads of people are drinking the corner pin and stuff like that, and uh, I, I just haven't been in there yet. But because on Tuesday, we we came a different way on Saturday, we went to Elsfield, but Tuesday, um, we we came through Hayden's Road because hmm. I said I used to live literally Florence Road down the road from Hayden's Road. I always wanted to get off at Hayden's Road to go watch the to one, see the one ball, yeah, pretty much, <laughs> and yeah, it was just brilliant, and uh. Yeah, there was a couple of Gillingham fans looking for pubs and they're really going to struggle away fans this year because there's no pubs around the ground that are letting away fans in. Yeah. So can they get beer sure. in the away end? Is there like a beer chaos? There, there's a, yeah, they've got, they've got not the same as us, but they've got beer, food, like burgers, hot dogs. I think they've got oh, yeah, and stuff. They've got all that, which is, again, which raises us to a new level because at King's Meadow, it was awful, yeah, wasn't it, for wow. away fans and, mm. and trying to get food. I think we had one burger van at the back there for them. Yeah, because one thing I'd, I'd never considered, and Ivor explained this to me at the end of last season, like how big it was staying up, was the, the revenue from away teams. Um, and you want to become a kind of go-to fixture. And he said, we'll get a massive bounce this year because there'll yeah. be a lot of clubs that will think, yeah. I've not done New Plow Lane, yeah, I'm going to that. And, you know, 1,700 tickets at whatever it is 20 quid 30 quid you know it is big big money big revenue and obviously in league one you've got some massive clubs here ipswich charlton's bolton selling bolton. out was incredible yeah nuts a great nuts. effort yeah mate that's nothing wait till we got oxford coming up as you said plymouth will take the whole way and portsmouth yeah. sunderland will bring 1700 from plymouth yeah. north east i'm speaking to a sunderland fan later regarding a, a game on saturday but They'll bring seventeen hundred down. We, I think, we'll take a couple hundred on Saturday up to Sunderland because yeah. we've been here, we've done it. No one's been to Plough Lane yet, and also all these, some of these clubs are going to have massive shocks when they turn up into Wimbledon and the local <laughs> area, and they're having to pay triple the price of what they pay at home. Then <laughs> <laughs> trying to park the car. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, they'll just find a park. There is a park around the corner from the ground. I think they'll just get tinnies and sit in there if the weather's nice. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because the prices are ridiculous. That's why I said this is where fan zone has to be. It has to be made to be welcoming, get everyone in there, socialising, everyone loving it, get the atmosphere. The atmosphere, the last two games have been unbelievable for me. Unreal. Unbelievable. I mean, where you're sitting, um, close to that away, and the Bolton fans were lively on Saturday. Like, fair play to them. I was like, they made a racket, didn't they, for like pretty much 90 minutes. And... Um, you know, that's the great thing again about being in League One. You can imagine Charlton will make a racket, Ipswich will make, Plymouth will be mental and they'll all have a buzz because they'll all be like, you know, and I think we as home fans can feed off that and I think our players feed off it. Everyone does. Yeah, um, it's just, it is, it is a buzz. At them. I think being back at football as well, I think that, and where we were giving it to them and they were giving it back, it was brilliant. The funniest <laughs> one is Gillingham. Gillingham tried to, all they kept going on about was us. And they've got this weird obsession with Milton Keynes. They seem to love him for some reason, which just blew my mind. But they weird. sang a song is that, that one of the songs they started singing to us was You Let Your Club Die. And we all just burst into laughing. It weren't like it was <laughs> offensive or anything, because we were looking around thinking, Where are we? What, we're in Steve Evans as well. Jesus. <laughs> Lockdown's not been kind to him. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not kind to him, but really. I mean he he looked massive. And I know he's what, always a big lad, but Christ. What an arsehole that geezer is as well. And he's number two. Can't stand you, the two of them. I don't know how never come near like us. that bloke. That bloke is just vile. He's just a, a horrible human being. How you can be a Gillingham fan and be like, yeah, I like Steve Evans. What's his, what's his number two called? Rainer. Something where I can't remember his name. Rainer. Yeah, I'll tell you a great story. So Ivor's not been on holiday 
for a few years. Like I can't remember. And anyway, he went to Madeira in the summer. I hope he doesn't mind me saying this. And I, and I was buzzing for him, like because he was like, you know, lockdown was tough for him. He had to because he had to properly lock down, you know. Um, and yeah, I said, oh, you know, I sent him a message. I said, oh, mate, I'm so happy you've got there. All right, you know, you passed all your tests and all that, and you've arrived on. And he goes, yeah, mate. He goes. I've had a bit of a shock and I'm thinking, oh no, like the room's not booked <laughs> And I said, what's up? He goes, the Gillingham assistant staying in the same hotel and I hate him. Oh yeah. no. Yeah, he's, he's an arse, man. The geezer, you yeah. saw him on Tuesday. He's not even likeable, is he? He's not even no. like a lovable rogue. He's just horrible. No. Horrible. horrible Every decision, there was one where it was a handball. It, it, like, the rule is if it hits the hand, it's like, and he was straight onto the fourth official. They were just straight on the fourth official. But as I say, the Gillingham fans were a strange lot as well, though. As I said, singing, you let your club die. And we're, while we're sitting in a £32 million stadium that the fans have just built in the middle of our town. Do you know what I mean? Their like, away ground. With their away yeah. ground. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, mate, have you seen the stadium that we've got on the pitch and the players that we've... We're literally playing you off the putt and then they go and score in the freaking last minute, though, don't they? And give it all the big oh, chances. that's been horrible. Oh mate, I, Bolton was the word. Bolton was it was brilliant because we were three one down and they were proper giving it the big cheese and everything. And then, yeah, when we come back, three all. But football, it's just good to be back at football, though, isn't it? Brilliant, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Just leaving the trains, walk down with dad. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I can't remember which one of you said it, um, but I think having Robbo as the gaffer is a massive part of it as well because. There's been times over the last few years where we've played some pretty kind of safety first type football. It's been, you know, let's let's try and nick a goal, let's let's win it one all. Whereas I feel like with Robbo, he's just he's just trying to win every game. It's like let's go out there and let's just let's just win a football game, lads. And, and it's, whereas I can imagine, you know, there was you know under Glynn and Wally for different reasons, they probably didn't have the type of squads they wanted to. But it was like stay in the game for seventy minutes and let's try and nick one at the end. That it was that type of football, and that both of them were fairly effective at it. But again, you know, Robbo's come in, it's just like, let, let's have a go. And that's where I think that's so big for those kind of like on the fence for Wimbledon fans who have, yeah. they're coming to it and they're, they're boys or that them themselves or whoever, like, this is good. Yeah. Because that Bolton game for me was a brilliant game of football. Like, yeah. first and foremost, like, that's how you know I went away and thought, oh my god! And I had the whole parlaying thing. That was, you know, sorry, that is the first and foremost. But then it was like it took a couple of days to go. Oh my god, that was a great game of football as well. Like it was just the biggest buzz ever. So I think off the back of that, that's where I can see people keep going back, keep going back. Because well, how unbelievable would it be if we start averaging like seven, eight, nine thousand to games? Like the thing I love about Robbo again and, and and Wimbledon at the moment is that we must be so we used to be so easy to scout. So easy. We knew you knew what we could do. You can't scout us now because you're going to play Henry Lawrence or Shea Alexander. You're going to play Nest on the left. You're going to put Shea on the left. You're going to put centre backs in. You're going to play three five two. You're going to go four four two. You're going to go four. They can't. They don't know what we're going to do week on week. We've got yeah. Palmer, Presley. Big thing, got, guys. So um, and so this good. is real talk here. He he is a massive commodity of ours, Who? and there's no way Robbo is not on radars. There's no yeah. way that if he's if he's as good as what we've been saying. With the form that we've got, with the way that he's approaching stuff, we have got to be careful because he he is, well, he's he's the epicenter of our world at the minute from our football perspective. He has to be on radars. You're not as good as a communicator, a talker. Football is a is a very small pocket of people who know each other inside out. He must. He, I mean, he must be on radars. Championship gig uh, somewhere. I, I think. I don't think he'll take it, but he must be on the radar. I think they'll be looking. I don't think. He'll be on a radar right now. I think they'll see you at the end of the season and then he'll be on people's radars because it could, that people might think, you know what football's like? They'll think, oh, it's just a flash in the pan. He's just getting lucky this season. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know what football's like. But yeah, and then one of the things that frustrates me the most about football is the same old managers getting the same old jobs. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where you've got someone like Robbo just thinks out of the box, but he won't be everyone's cup of tea. Chairman and manager, he's got, I think he loves it at Wimbledon because he, he, he just, it's the whole thing for him where he goes and plays under, say, a, a McAntony at Peterborough. He's got a little bit where he, he'll get yeah, told no, what he has to do and stuff. And yeah, definitely. Great marriage at the minute. You know, and he's, he's literally controlling the whole club from top to bottom at the moment. It's definitely uh, a great between the two, isn't it? Between the club and Robert. Doing there, a great very, very job at it. Yeah, it's just, it is, I uh, just, it is, I think you, Andrew, when you first said it, it's cloud nine at the moment and it's weird. I'm, I'm waiting for that drop though, unfortunately, because 
we all know football it does happen and uh but but it won't happen from yet lee it's we're okay we're we've got some tough are. games coming up but i just again i just can't wait to get back to plow lane man i just <laughs> no tell me about it <laughs> what is the next game it's the fourth isn't it the fourth of september on the fourth of september yeah that's going to be lively again and who's yeah, the manager northampton sunderland northampton ipswich you think their manager their manager thought he had it rough at king's meadow <laughs> wait till he's got eight thousand fans giving it to him at plow lane that's gonna be, yeah but one before we kind of wrap up and stuff i, I just want to say that like, with regards to going there for the foot i just when i first walked it it was like i was a kid again going back to a football, like i was first time going to a football stadium Walking in and seeing that big stand, you know what I mean? It was just because at Kings Meadow, you don't really get that when you walk in and you have to then go to your terrace and stuff. But when you walk in and you see the pitch and you see the lights, it's just blows you away. And for me on Saturday, it was like being a kid. I didn't cry though, that was one good thing. I didn't cry because I was getting stick from the missus if I was going to cry. It was great. Was great. Yeah, I, it's, it was, I, was, I, I thought I'd get, like shed a tear and I didn't. I was, but I was so emotional. The bit which I was emotional was a bit walking to the ground. When I got in there, I, I was okay. But that bit walking down Player Lane was like, you know, just that was just magic. And um, you know, I just there's so many people that have been part of that journey from, you know, Simon Bassey, you know, who was there for so many years. You know, yeah. Eric Samuelson. Um, you know the founders, Mark Jones and and Trev, and you know those, yeah. those guys. Um, you know, and all of the, it's just to the culmination of that effort, and and the irony of like you say the Gillingham fans singing that. And I think that's why it's kind of water off a duck's back because what you do, you know, the reality is we did the complete opposite. We went, do you know what? We're not going to Milton Keynes. We're going again. Yeah, and we've got this absolutely bonkers pipe dream, which is we're going to buy a football stadium. Uh, so we're going to buy a Greyhound stadium, redevelop it and just have this now platform to kick on and become, you know, championship and dare I say it, prime club. Cause I genuinely think now the platform's there for us to kick on. It's and like all of the kid, any kid who's a Wimbledon fan will, can believe in fairy tales and can just believe yeah. that they can do whatever they want to do because of what, what's been achieved. And I don't think in the world of football right now, in a very cynical world of, People refusing to play, contract disputes, taking the knee, not taking the knee, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We are one of the very few extremely, extremely positive stories that, regardless of MK or not, no one can take it away from us. They can bitch about it as much as they like. They can't. That you can't take it away. It's it's evident. Where we were a group of fans who decided that we weren't okay with that, and we wanted to stand up for ourselves. And look, what it just shows you what you can achieve if you've got some outstanding individuals who people back and, and people like Xavier who've done, yeah. I can't speak highly enough of some of the guys. And as you say, Andrew, the people are on the way. We've all paid our part, some bigger than others, but it's just nice to be able to turn out and go, we were a small part of this yeah. amazing story. It's just, it's, it's Hollywood. Yeah. This is what Robbo says is the greatest football story. You think we started in the combined counties league uh, and I went to some of them games and it was like Sandhurst on hay bales and you went to Fisher and you went to, I was saying about it on the podcast the other day, we had a, I think, FA Cup, FA Trophy, FA Bars, one of them ones. We played Debenhams. I was getting so much stick from my mates going, oh, you're playing Woolworths next week. And stuff like that. It's like, mate, and now Bill we're... Goes away. Do you know what I mean? We've gone from the Combined Counties League to it's League Hollywood. One. It's Hollywood. It's absolutely I've watched, Hollywood. I've watched my team play in every senior adult men's football league, from the Combined Counties to the Premier League. I've That's watched incredible. a Wimbledon team play. When you dress it up that way, that is incredible. That's what I mean. So you, there's, I don't, there, there ain't a fan out there who can say that. I don't think. No. And and as and I said this last week on the podcast, I, I don't always get along with some of the people, but I thanked so many people that I have different views to, but they all have the same love and the same thing in common, and that's the, their love for Wimbledon. It's yeah. like you, Andrew, like you, you sponsor the club, and we thank, like, can't thank you enough for doing that. Uh, people that like Mandy at the moment who are working their absolute masses oh, to get people into the ground and just everyone like Matt and uh, uh, Anthony Circuit in the club shop just doing like went out their way for me the other day with it was a mis little mistake they rectified it straight away do you know what I mean and I think sometimes it's best to not put everything on social media regarding mistakes and stuff and just speak to the club direct it's harder because as I said I went straight I didn't put anything up there was a little mistake 
Boom. I went down there Tuesday, bang, it was rectified straight like away. Like I said, just manage your expectations. This is a multi-million pound project. No <laughs> one, everyone's come back and buzzing about it. Don't bitch about the price of a cup of tea or anything like that. If you've got something to say, put it in a put it in a proper email. I don't think it was yeah. negative. Don't take the energy out. I mean, crikey. We, yeah, 100%. We'll get to December and there's going to be cock-ups on the way. We know that, like any other football stadium. But just, you know, back the process. It's been a long time. We're now in the ground. It's a great atmosphere. Don't moan about the pie's not warm enough. Let's just get to December and it will, it will, it will, it will iron itself out. Yeah, and there's loads of platforms for it now. As I said, I, I I put on there the other day. If people have complaints or have things, then tell us, and we'll we'll raise it to the club if we have to. Do you know what I mean? Because it's a platform that we can put forward to the club and say, look, this is something that people have been saying about need to improve. And I said, the fan zone there's a bit that we'd love for that. And Andrew, you come up with great ideas straight away, and it's just putting it to the club. The, the, the other thing I wanted to say, regards to the fan zone again, I, I don't want to keep. Is there any way we could? Do you reckon we could move to? Have you seen there's a Don there's a Don's Trust kiosk in there? Yeah, it takes up a hell of a lot of room for me. Yeah, I, I don't. I, my thing would be I don't. I've obviously ain't going to work at Kings Meadow because it obviously stays there permanently now, so it doesn't move. It gets locked up. But I think that would be better outside the ground to then get people signed up who are just walking around who maybe yeah. around, who might not go straight past it. They'll go straight to their seat in the East Stand. Do you know what I mean near the club shop? But again, I think it is a permanent fixture there. That's why it's been placed there. But I just think it might takes up a bit of room where you could have seating in that space and you could yeah, have a screen a and stuff. And do you know what I mean? I don't know if there's anywhere else that could go because it is the Don's Trust is pivotal. We need people to sign up and, and engage with the Don's Trust. But in that fan zone, it, could it not be outside the ground then yeah, dealing with people? So that was just one of the things I saw on Saturday and I said regarding improvements, but yeah, it's just loads of potential, guys. Loads of it. Yeah, loads tons. Of great, great start. Lot you can visualize people wanting to come and watch a game of football. And as you said, Andrew, coming on, I didn't go on Saturday, but every one of my mates said the ground was great. But what a game of football! I mean, yeah, being no, that not. we've got a team that I don't think many people at the moment, us, you know, over this, this this sort of the duration of the season, will work out whether we've got enough depth or we've got enough quality. But for the first three or so games we've had energy we've had goals we've had mistakes you've had great tackles you've, I mean it's just exactly what we've all missed it's just been wonderful to get back in there the worst thing for me at the moment is I'm getting loads of stick and I from all my mates because every time we win and we score goals at the start of the season I was worried that we're, where were the goals coming from so every time we score or we go we score three on Saturday everyone turns around and goes Lee where's the goals coming from where's, and it's like yeah this is funny now isn't it I get this every game now. I'll we'll take that all year, mate. Yeah, I know, but goals, I'll take that all year. One of the stories we had is that obviously we're in an area where we're standing up, we're singing, and there's a few people that have, there was a couple behind us, a dad and a son. They're driven up from Devon. His mum yeah. lived around the corner and he wanted to come see her, but he thought, right, I'm going to go watch women as well. So they're driven up from Devon for the Bolton game and they were absolutely loving it. Oh, awesome. I love I love all those little stories like that. It's, yeah. And there's people that have been going to Kings Meadow for years that we're now saying hello to them. We've made like, they're loving us and we're loving them. And It just feels more of an event from, the yes. Kings, if that makes sense, the Kings Meadow game, you go up to a game, Fleetwood, Morecambe, MK, whatever the game you go to, go to watch. The, the it, it just feels like going to Plough Lane is a bigger event. If that makes sense, and you're yeah, it makes perfect. Devon, we're going to Wimbledon is a bigger day with a lot more going on than it was at Kings Meadow, where you kind of you didn't you kind of rocked up, you stayed outside, you have a beer, it's all a bit tight and dingy. Whereas Plough Lane just it just and my mate said it, my mate Freddie was like, This looks like a League One football club now, yeah, yeah, look like you can see we are a League One team now. It's just it'll be fascinating. Like I said, it's a big year from what I've seen, I think we've got the potential to be. Definitely safe, which is good, um, and and hopefully we can maybe surprise a few along the way. But it just it's great, fantastic. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there with the event stuff. It's like you know when like my mates who are Spurs fans got seen to get Spurs and they're going up to White Lane and they're like it's a big day for them. And that's it's event, again, yeah, exactly. Kings Meadow wasn't really that for me. It's like I tried to get I'd go Wimbledon or we used to drink in Rains Park at the Rains Park Tavern and then go down the ground and get there right dead on kickoff pretty much and go in. Well, now I'm on a Tuesday night. I left here at three o'clock in the afternoon to get. It only took me an hour and a half to get there. I was around the ground by five o'clock. 
two, I was there pretty much three hours before kickoff on Tuesday. Where before I would never have been there, but I just, I love it. I just want to be around. I want to be at that main stand, just staring at that badge, just shining <laughs> across Wimbledon and Merton. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're home. And it is, that's the thing now. I think it, we have, we, we've finally got home. Yeah, definitely, and then and then that's that. Ne- the next story now is how do we kick this on? How do you know? Well, and and that's uh, you know, and I just hope I, I really I'm really positive about the start of the season. I mean, um, I met Ollie Palmer on holiday. I bumped into him and um, ended up kind of like having a couple of days like with him. And you know, it was quite weird. His his, his kids are similar age to mine, and um, yeah, I text him after the game to choose night saying oh you know congrats on the goal well done you know first first goal power lane uh with the fans you know nice celebration and his um text back literally was mate we should be top of the table i'm absolutely gutted and that's that mindset difference it's not like oh we've got five points we've got 45 to safety he's text me straight back mate we should be top of the table we're gutted his celebration was have you, I've, i saw it on obviously there and I, could, I was too busy going mental myself. I've seen it on Sky. There was one on YouTube where you actually see him properly Wordsworthing in. <laughs> Mate, it went off. There was about five of them. McCormick was in. Bonkers. I, I saw Daniel Soccer was in there. And I'm thinking, why is that? I didn't know it was Soccer at first. And I was like, Mate, why is that geezer getting back on the pitch? And it was like, I, was like, I thought it was Wimbledon fans at first. And it was, like, was, there was loads of them. They were properly yeah. bundled. He properly went over and in. I don't even think he got booked, did he? Oh, I don't know. I, I didn't I see him. I actually, I don't think he did, no. I don't know. He was in there. All I just saw was... The ref just think he was a fan or something. That's brilliant. It's exactly what everyone's missed. But then, everyone's that's the thing. Like, when Bolton scored against us the other week and they just went mental and they just steamed down the front and it was just, <laughs> it was just good to be back at a game. And I'm yeah, loving it. I'm loving every single yeah. minute. of And as I said before... You see, uh, and I said to Robbo, I said this to Robbo, I said I was getting a bit detached, I was falling out of love with football a little bit. But no, no this has got me back so much in love. Not with, just fo- not with football as such, but with Wimbledon. That's great, and, and mate. That's really and, nice to hear. You know I mean, because the Premiership is it's a tourist league now. I'm, I said yeah, to totally, Spurs yeah. the other day and he said it was good. It was good. It was one of the best atmospheres he's seen at Spurs. He said, because I, I said, I've 18 months away, you bit like Spurs fans have been. Do you know what I mean? And everyone's back now drinking and loving life. But he said there were so many tourists there taking photos I've and got stuff no like interest that. in it at all. I think the championship's fantastic. Yeah, champ's great. I think that's a great league to watch. The Premier League, I can t- I can, I can, more or less take it or leave it, really. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get in the Premier League, but then we we have to get in the Premier League to then go win the Champions League, don't we? So, <laughs> then, do you know what I mean? Super League, but we won't yeah. Super League. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say yeah. all this, and then we'll go in the Super League, yeah. But as you talk about the Premier do you see, I've just seen Ramsdale sign for Arsenal. Yeah, it's true. Really just, I, I was reading about their Ramon and R in. Yeah. yeah, he's a better goalkeeper than, than Leno, and I, I wish him the best of luck. He's oh, such wow. a good lad. What a yeah, someone like that to go on loan to the like he did and just get along with like he's still good friends with Tom King, I believe, who he ousted kind That's of awkward, thing. Isn't he, King? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But to oust the player and then get on with him, so where he's got that personality where I think he'll go anywhere and he'll do really well. And if people like Talk Sport were saying, oh, I'm in an arm if he's that good. He is that good of a goalkeeper. Yeah, he's, he's mustard. Him and his family were spot on when they were at Wimbledon, and I loved yeah, every minute people. watching him. And what a goalkeeper. That save at Luton was just unreal. Oh, unreal. Well, he was just, as I said, the, the one thing he did was bring the, the, the players and the fans together. The keeper's so important on that job. And the fact that he was celebrating the West I remember the West Ham game, and he was just dancing and sliding, and, and, and he's just magnetism after the game, before the game, with the fans, the connectivity, I thought was incredible. He was the yeah. big catalyst for me. What a guy. Well, boys, we're going to have to, unfortunately, wrap it up, really. Uh, no worries, guys. I, I could talk for hours. Yeah, tell me about it, yeah, especially uh, it for Lane. It was just unreal. But well, any thanks, I missed the first 15 minutes of Love Island, so thank you very much indeed. You've saved, saved my bacon there. Any, any final thoughts that you want to say going forward? <laughs> My missus knows how much I hate Love Island, and she got me one of these. Love Island, Love Island. Oh wow! That's why I don't think you noticed. I've been sort of drinking it like this. As yeah. soon as you mentioned Love Island, I was like, "Oh my god, it's so." Yeah. Right. Really, yeah. I would say is thanks to everyone who's who we've had an hour and a quarter of chatting about our football club, and that was 
down to a lot of people who put a lot of work in. So uh, Absolutely. on the podcast, and I think behalf on a lot of people who listen or maybe not as confident, thank you to every single person who has given us the opportunity to, to, to go back and particularly those who have lived the Plough Lane lifestyle, gone around almost on a nomadic journey and we're back in Plough Lane. Um, yeah, I know my dad, he, it was really special to him. It was extra sweet. So thank you to everyone nice. who put around in their pocket, campaigned, whatever you did, it was it, it's ours now. So See, uh, I, I loved your story, Danny, that you, you didn't want to go on Saturday because your dad couldn't. So you waited until he could go and then you yeah, were going power lane together. We were having an hour and about that's it. Huge. That's huge. That's huge, yeah, yeah. Like, no, Love no, that. No. If dad's not going, then I'm not going. And, and we were having an hour on Tuesday. I wasn't sure whether he was going to make it. And I was like, well, the first game is ours. And then after that, we'll do whatever we're doing. It was just great that he could go. So um, Amazing. Yeah. That's an amazing story. Yeah, but, no, nice. but it was, you know, that's what women is about. It's a family club. I went there when I was seven or eight with a brother. He went to the cup final and I didn't. And it's the thing that me and my dad do. And that's... That's it's so much bigger than football. football yeah. The football experience isn't just about yellow and blue and us two and then one. It's about you know taking your kids. It's about meeting friends. It's about communicating. It's about spending time with with your people, your mates. You don't see a lot, or you've got a long hard day, and you want to let a bit of steam out. The football club isn't a football club. It's it's part of our lives. It's a, it's it runs through us all and it connects us all up. And that's that is with me what Plough Lane's all about. It's about re connecting with our roots and 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 being able to get back with the people that we care about it's just it's absolutely magical absolutely spot on mate spot on, yeah. yeah i was gonna say the only word i was gonna use is one you hate the most and uh it's the potential oh don't, don't. it means everything and nothing the potential we have there now is huge but yeah dan absolutely spot on mate so i think we'll leave it there chaps thanks very much for cheers guys thank you well done everyone cheers Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.